are live. We are recording. And yeah, I'll let you lead the way. Cool. Welcome to the Water Podcast, everyone. My name is Daniel. And um, today, we could be talking about these niggas, man. I don't know what's up with us. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know how else to put it, but I have my guy Rashawn with us. How you feeling, man? I'm feeling feeling really good. Um, got some things to get into. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, we on the, the Jameson, and we have this, I'm looking at the mix, Owens uh, Ginger Beer and Lime. Um, so, I feel pretty good. And um, in general, right, like, so I bring people on because, one, like, I fuck with them. And two, because, like, typically we'll have, and this goes for him and for, like, whoever else I bring on, like, it'll start with a conversation. And then, like, a snippet of that conversation will occur. And it'll just replay in my brain. And I'll be like, I want to talk more with this person about this thing. And so for us... Um, not too long ago, some of you may be aware, some of you may not. Um, there was the whole Meg the Stallion incident with Tory Lanez, and I stopped paying attention. I'm not gonna lie, but the last I heard, they were in a they were in a car in a truck in a vehicle, and he shot her, and a lot of guys went to defend Tory uh, without having. And mind you, they had the same amount of information I had, which was she got shot in a vehicle. So men rushed to defend Tori. Uh, they rushed to not believe Meg when she was talking. Um, I've even seen some dudes go as far as to call Meg a snitch. Um, and then, like, just recently, also since then, I've seen, and I guess the culture now is to, like, share screenshots of, like, trash interactions i guess and like you know people share screenshots women of men asking to borrow money for for weed or like for whatever which is crazy to me i'm i'm not familiar with that whole concept but um so yeah uh me and rashawn was talking about that when it was more of current news and for me it opened up a thing where it was like what is what's wrong with us? What's going on? And so, um, first of all, let's start off. How you feeling tonight? I'm feeling great. Feeling good. Feeling good. Cool, cool, cool. So, like, what do you think is wrong with us, bro? <laughs> you know, I don't have the. Uh, I probably don't have the correct answer to really figure out mentally um, what the issue is, but I. I what I can say is I feel as though black men treat black women as the white man treats black men. Mm-hmm. And is I need you, but I really don't need you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To your point where you were saying that, you know, the text messages that women are sharing, right? Yeah. Of, of men asking for things. Right? So I need you in some aspect, but I don't need you in other aspects. So just breaking down the whole... Tory Lanez and Megan the Stallion situation. I, I for me the way I look at it, it is if if that was my daughter, you know, um, I would hope my daughter wasn't a sociopath, right, <laughs> a straight up liar. But I mean, 
if my daughter was to come to tell me something of that nature happened, whether it be her getting shot um, or any other thing, obviously I, I would believe her. Now, no, Megan the Stallion is not my daughter. Um, but I would have no reason to believe um, that a black woman would just come out and lie on that level. If, in fact, she was lying, you know, why would it take a person that long? Because I, I feel as though for me, if if somebody was blaming me or saying that I shot them, I would be out that day saying this chick is lying, you know. Mm-hmm. But bigger picture than that is just to see how she had to go as far as to show her stitches in, in her wounds to to have people believe that it did in fact happen versus I truly believe it was a white woman. We will believe them immediately. So I do question where does that stem from? Why do we automatically uh, uh, protect the black man? And not even just that. The black man protects the black man and the black woman protects the black man. But it's never the, the, the flip way around, the opposite way around. Mm-hmm. And I really don't have the answer to why. I don't know if it's just our history. Yeah. I don't know if it's ment- mentally something that we're struggling with or we don't understand. Because, like me, I was raised by a single mom. She raised three children. Um, strong woman. Mm-hmm. That's what all I know. So I could never walk on this earth and ever belittle any other black woman. Because I know how strong they have to be. Mm-hmm. So I really don't have the answer as to what's, what's wrong with us. Yeah. I feel like it's, it's deeper than I could ever um, try to break down. I'm not a doctor. Yeah. But it's clearly something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think there's any one answer either. You know what I mean? So it's hard to even... It's a loaded question, to be fair. And it's hard to even narrow it down to like one thing. Um. And and then, crazy enough, like I wasn't even super privy to this qu- prior to today, but Kevin Hart's back in the news, right? Right, which I was just reading today on Twitter. Yeah. Well, actually, you know what? Let me take that back. It kind of stem. It, it. I feel like from Kevin Hart standpoint, it's kind of been building up mm-hmm. because it started with his whole special. And I know I read on social media maybe like a week ago, he was going back and forth with somebody on Twitter about how people would say he he's not funny. Everybody can debate on whether you think Kevin Hart is funny or not. Um, but there is a wide opinion from black people that we don't believe Kevin Hart is funny. But stemming from that, um, Clubhouse, right, is this new app that a lot of people go on. You have to be invited to even be a part of it. I don't know how that works, but just following what um, was said on Twitter. And there was a panel, uh, apparently, right, of people having a conversation about um, him. And he he entered the chat room and it was a woman who asked him a question um, as to why he called his daughter, I I believe, a hoe on Netflix. I have not seen the special. Um, but I guess that was something that was brought up and he really didn't have to defend himself. According to this thread on Twitter, it was a lot of black men who defended him and white men who defended the black woman. And that just, again, brings back the conversation as to 
<laughs> why are black women the most disrespected, uh, I guess, people in the world? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think either of us have the answer to what's wrong with us, but maybe by, I don't know, thinking through or talking through what you think it stems from, maybe that'll help us get us somewhere because neither of us are really like, I'm decently read, but I, I couldn't even begin to really like diagnose this issue. I mean, I, I can have theories and suspicions, but I don't know for real, for real. But where where would you say, like, if you were to estimate or to like suspect, where would you think that like this comes from? Whether it be like systemically or, you know what I mean? Like, what you just said? Yeah. I think it's, it's not that we are walking around and, and believing that black women are beneath us. I believe it's because of how black men are treated by other races. So they kind of put that off on black women because I know for me, and I know a lot of black men, the same black men are, that are doing this, are not raised by weak black women. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. there's no way they're raised by... I'm, everybody doesn't come from a single family. But I know a lot of people in my life, you know, f- friends, um, that are family that are raised by single black, you know, women. And I know, I mean, so there's no reason why you would even want to feel as though a black woman is ben- beneath you but i see it so many times it's like we put other races or nationalities above our own and i only thing i can come up with is that we feel that way because other races treat black women that way or white men uh treat black men a certain way you know Mm -hmm. i have to believe that's just, just truly what it is yeah they are always dismissed always not put on the same standard as any other person. Yeah. You know, because, you know, looking at the whole Megan Thee Stallion and Tory Lane situation and, you know, her being called a snitch, you're not talking about somebody just being simply punched. She was shot. She could have died. I, and the whole snitching thing is another story we can get into, but she was shot. Right. And from what I understand following the story, she didn't immediately come out. The reason why she actually came out, from what I understand, is that when academics, you know who academics is, right? He posted that Tory Lanez, um, you know, was basically saying that it didn't happen, that she stuck on glass. It was really kind of silent for a while in terms of, of who did what. Nobody knew nothing. Nobody was really saying anything. Did she get shot or, or not? All we knew was it was a helicopter that circled the car. We see her backing up. We see blood coming from her feet. It wasn't until him or his people decided to put out his information to relevant bloggers that he did not shoot her or she stepped on glass. And then that's what she felt the need to defend herself. And the moment she defended herself, then she becomes a snitch. I don't know if that was my child. And I think everybody has to come from that angle. If that was my child. You're not defending no man, no matter who they are. If you are shot, not only are you going to say who it is, we're going to the police. That's just no if, answer, buts. And if you don't feel the same way, then there's something wrong with you. Like, it just has to be. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. Yeah. It's it's so much that could be said about it. You know what I mean? And 
I, I like to look at like the history of things, especially when it comes down to like systemically, to at least try to come to a point of even if I don't agree, like a point of understanding, right? And so for me, I think it's like you said, it's systemic, but like so. Here's an example, like very basic ground level example. Um, at my job, we'll get certain things that we have to process and by the time it gets to us it's it's been through several other departments that said it's like more often than not it's kind of jacked up for us to be honest like we have to go back and correct it we or we have to kind of look at it with the assumption that it's wrong until we look through it and then you know we say oh okay this is cool we can go forward with it but the thing is, so one of the departments that it goes through before it touches our hands, there's been a few instances where we look at it and we're like, hold on, this is kind of messed up. And I, the response that we're met with is, well, I've been working here for 20 years and this is how it's always been. And so you have this person who is like not really concerned with like fixing the issue or fixing like the like the the bare minimum of the issue, like the face value issue. So they're not interested in fixing that, not interested in fixing like the process to where it got that way. They're interested in defending their level of comfort mm. because they were called out. Mm-hmm. And not even on a personal level, on a professional level. And so like for, for someone at work to jump to the defense about something that's not even about their personal life or their mm. character or anything... Again, I don't really agree, but imagine what it's like when, like, your comfort level is challenged at a personal level. Mm. And so for me, I think about way back when even, like, the principles our country was founded on. Mm. You feel me? So, like, and I'm not even trying to, I I, I have, like, haven't been religious before. Right, like I, I think about stuff that I read in the Bible, and I haven't read the Bible in like three years. But I have like I have like some interesting things, and so like for example, and I'm bringing I'm not even trying to shit on like Christianity when I say what I'm going to say, but I'm bringing it up because I feel like it's relevant because 65 percent of the country identifies as Christian. And our country was founded on more or less Christian principles. And I will say that the same thing, the same Bible that can be used to change our hearts for the better can also be used to sort of like oppress other people mm-hmm. if they don't fit within that kind of guideline. Right? Wow. So, so, so like, so when I, when I no quote these, words ever spoken. Well, <laughs> so when deep. I like quote these <laughs> scriptures, Right, like I'm not trying to say like I'm not trying to undermine the context that they were using originally, but I think it's worth mentioning because out of context they can be used to oppress others. Okay. So you have like for example, you have the original curse, right? So you have Adam and Eve in the garden, and you have Eve who introduces the fruit to Adam they both eat of it God curses them both and you know he tells the woman like 
I will greatly increase your pain. I will greatly increase your pains in childbearing. With pain, you will give birth to your children. Your desire will be your husband, and he will rule over you. That's God's curse in Genesis three. And then you have um, in First Corinthians fourteen, you have Paul who says women should remain silent in churches. They're not allowed to speak, but must be in submission, as the law says. If they want to inquire about something, they should ask their own husbands at home. For it is disgraceful for a woman to speak in the church. In 1 Peter 3, you have wives in the same way submit to your own husbands so that if any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives when they see the purity and reverence of your lives. I see where you're going with this. Okay. And so, again, like, Interesting. I'm, I'm not trying to speak on what challenges the churches were going through when Paul wrote these letters. I don't I don't really know that nigga like that to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> but do you see where these same kind of just answer what we've be. been asking. And and I say that because like in general what I noticed because I was looking up biblical history and I was looking up US history and typically the trend that I noticed was the more legal and the more like regulated things got the worse they became for women or people that didn't fit in that mold because, you know, throughout the course of time, we have people that became that came into power and switched things to fit whatever agenda they were trying to serve at the time. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, you could even fast forward to the founding of this country. And like, again, I'm not trying to really put down Christianity, but because so many people who were in power or could regulate things identified as Christians and use Christian principles, I feel like it's relevant. So, for example, in March 1776, you have John Adams' wife, Abigail Adams. Um, and John Adams was the founding father. He's a member of the Continental Congress. Um, and Abigail Adams said... She, she wanted him to sort of remember the ladies in the founding of the Constitution. Um, essentially, she was more or less requesting reform of the common law of marriage at the time, which was it basically placed wives property under their husband's control and it made married women legal wars of their spouses. Um, which, if you're a woman and you have these things and then you're... You know, you're under a household and then because your husband leader the household, they pretty much get what you have. You know, I could that's my interpretation of it, which could be wrong, but I could understand why Abigail would plead what she wanted for women. But John Adams response was uh, paraphrasing so many words. She <laughs> like he wasn't really trying to have it, you know? And, like, fast forward to the 1860s, you have... And I didn't even know about this guy until... Like, I knew about sort of, like, the fallout with him, but Anthony Comstock, I don't know if you've heard of him or not, but uh, he was a devout Christian. He moved to New York City after the Civil War, and he was so appalled by, I'll say, the sexual culture there um, that he targeted the contraceptive industry. Because he believed it encouraged lust and lewdness. Hmm. Um, and so he drafted an anti-obscenity bill in 1872 that included the ban on contraceptives. In 1873, 
Congress passed a new law which ultimately became the Comstock Act. It made it a federal offense to disseminate contraceptives by mail or across state lines. And it wasn't until 1936 that it became legal for doctors. We just talk about doctors to distribute uh, contraceptives across state lines. And then you have, it wasn't until 1963 until JFK signed the Equal Pay Act. And I mean, I could go on about this stuff because, you know, the Comstock is what there was a raid by uh, a woman. Uh, I forget her name, but um, she started a clinic in Brooklyn. So it was against the, the Comstock law. And again, it was raided. And so uh, it basically ended to her when she shut it, shut the clinic down. She formed a, a coalition or whatever, which ultimately became like it set the groundwork for like Planned Parenthood. So, I mean, you have what I'm trying to get at is you have men trying to regulate what mm-hmm. women can do with their bodies. Well, that's even 21st, like 21st century. That's now. Right. Right. right even with, right. which I feel like that's just crazy. But go ahead. Right. And so, and so now what you have is like, I could go on with like these laws and stuff. Like I'm kind of glossing over it for real, for real, even though I've been talking. No, it's the timeline, right? Yeah. It started from the creation of earth and yeah. all of that until yeah. now. Yeah. Um, I never thought to look at it from that perspective. Yeah. Um, from the biblical standpoint, and then from that, from laws and how um, women still, just like black people, are still behind. Yeah. You know. Um, does that explain it a lot? It does, right? It does explain a portion of it, but the part I'll even say twenty percent. It doesn't make sense to me. Is why black women, right? 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 I I I guess that part still doesn't resonate with me. Yeah. Um. It makes sense for because you know black people, especially we dependent on Christianity, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's our savior. We'll go to church before we use medicine. You know what I'm saying? Sure, like that's sure. just how we move. But it doesn't make sense to why because I know one of the questions that we you had brought up and um, what you had sent me in terms of just being surrounded by you know have you ever been in a situation where you've heard different conversations right mm-hmm. and had to speak on it for me. Um, I've been around conversations where, you know, men are having conversation about black women. And for me, I try to listen to understand. Yeah. And I don't think I've, I understand, honestly, but I try to listen to understand this, where this mindset comes from. And I think part of what you were going over, it can, or definitely does come from that. Just from how history is. Yeah. It has to be. Because it goes back to like, I mean, even though you can pass these laws, it doesn't necessarily change the mindset. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, say they pass. Because laws are just people voting for, right? You know, or. Correct. And it kind of in a sense. Correct. Mm. Or there's so much outrage that they're like, all right, yeah, fuck it. Get something, go. yeah. <laughs> right. So, like, if they pass more strict gun regulations, like, do you think the gun owners are going to be like, Oh, so I change oh, how I feel. Oh, right. you know what? Since all people, I, right. these regulations aren't in place, no, they can sit for the same way. Okay, got they, you. They could be like, that's the way it's always been. Like, right. just yeah. like my coworkers. You feel me? Like, and that's kind of where I feel like the mindset has 
sort of trickled down in terms of that's where it's always been. And so it's like, for me, when I think about like over the course of time, it's almost like, like, and, and it's, it's also a weird juxtaposition because we're told to like, we're taught to walk on the outside of the street when we're walking with a woman and we're taught to open the car doors for them and open doors for them. And, you know, we're taught to, like, acknowledge them and respect them. But then it's, like, when they get to a certain place, it's like, oh, that's it. That's mm-hmm. it. Like, stop right there. Like, you, you're you're reaching, like, your threshold of the freedom or whatever you're supposed to have, which is, like, crazy to me. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that makes sense, but. No, I'm with you. That's kind of, yeah. And so, it's, like, and, and so now you have, like, these legislations have been passed and you have women that are. You have, I'm not saying it's equal playing field, but it's as equal as a playing field as it has been for mm-hmm. women. And so women are sort of starting to realize their earning potential. Mm-hmm. They're starting to realize their potential as women without men. And they're starting to realize that, like, they don't really need us, bro, to be honest. Like, and I'm not even trying to, like, I mean, I inhabit a male body and I'm not trying to, like, really, like, advocate for anything but i'm saying this is like a third party observer well, you, was like from what i've understand and what i've read is that the most educated person in america is the black woman yeah tells you a lot i know i know a lot of them personally <laughs> right feel me yeah right and so like i don't know like i don't have any one answer but when i think about the mindset of an oppressor i can kind of see why they would think what they think when you see somebody who you was who you were so used to having x opinion or x power and they're sort of speaking their truth or they're sort of like self-actualizing and that would make you uncomfortable because there's been thousands of years of discomfort frankly so here we are now like in the present like to jump back from Mm -hmm the biblical and the founding fathers and all that stuff. But uh, can you think of any time recently where an individual or with a friend group where a friend said something disrespectful to or about women or made one like uncomfortable? Um, no. Yeah. And let me tell you why I say recently. No, because I don't surround myself with people like that. Right. Yes. Now, I mean, I can be in, 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 in or at work where you ha- you hear conversations um, that you may not agree with, but it's been a long time where I've been in a space or an environment where I've heard people amongst me say things about black women or just women in general, where I'm like, oh, you kind of pushing the line where I don't agree with you or I respond because yeah. um, I just don't surround myself with that. Uh, I, when you had mentioned earlier about understanding, I think for me, um, that's where I'm trying to get better with is with understanding because sometimes I see people's views as so far fetched where it's just like, how am I supposed to understand where you're coming from where you don't even make sense, right? right? But sometimes I have to understand that maybe that person is raised that way and maybe they've been surrounded around that for so long that they believe it themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it has truly been a while where I've been directly a- a- around someone or been in a space or an environment where I'm like, yo, you are bugging. It's more so been on social media yeah, um, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I do think social media gives people a mask 
um, to allow them to say things probably they don't even believe Mm -hmm. um, where they would probably be in a space where they're around, whether their mom, sister um, or women in general, they would say those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really hasn't been in a, in a, in a present or around me to where I've had to like kind of check somebody. Yeah. 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 And same for the most part. I mean, there's been instances of like, you can kind of see like, I've, I've seen like guys like maybe flirt or something and it get to a point where it could be uncomfortable, but it's unfortunate, but like. I feel like in those instances, women have been so used to it at this time. Yeah. They're so, they're kind of like used to dealing with it, and they can handle it themselves pretty well. What I can say is that now, let me. I've had I have female friends, right? Yeah. To where you know they'll express to me what they're going through, and I think they've become numb to where they feel like they're supposed to deal with certain things. Yeah. That's the issue, and I'm just like. Where did you get this from? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Why do you feel like you need to deal with certain things? Like, like that's supposed to be normal to you, and it's not, you know? So maybe those experiences. Um, but I just can't see myself being surrounded by somebody where I feel like they're disrespecting or degrading um, women or black women in general and just you'd be okay with it. I know for a fact I would have an opinion about that. Yeah, um, sure. You know, I it, it still baffles me, you know, when I do see... And hear certain things on social media. Um, I don't go back and forth with those people on social media because it's it's not a winning argument. It's not, especially it really isn't. Not on social media. Yeah. Um, you truly have to be in a space where you care about a person and have a conversation where you try to understand like where where's this mindset coming from mm-hmm. to have a conversation with a person like that. Because when you see a person on social media say those things, it's like either you're just trolling or truly you believe that, and there's no way I can be able to change your mind. It's just it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so yeah, that's my answer to that question. True. Have you ever, and no pressure to obviously like share whatever you're not comfortable with, but have you ever noticed anything like within yourself that that kind of like I don't know could be seen as what we're discussing here? Um. It could be like now or historically or whatever. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm, I definitely want to reflect and think about that. I don't think so. No, yeah. because I think for me is that it's my mom and then three other women, right? Yeah. It's I have it's four sisters and yeah. um, my aunts and my mom. So I've always and my grandma, you know. So I've always been surrounded by black women, strong black women, you know. And so I've never they were my role models, you know. They they were the people that I understood to be strong. So. Any other black women I see in them, you know, I see, you know, the opposite. So for me, I never been in a situation where I felt like, oh, you were less than or, oh, you know. And so I guess in a sense, maybe I need to understand why a different perspective can come. But when I see black men do those things they do, it's hard for me to understand because I know for a fact it was raised by a black woman. Yeah. yeah. You know, and. uh they're rather protect the black men versus the black women, which is something I, 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 I'm trying to understand. It's interesting because like again, you have you have men that are raised to again open doors and like, you know, be gentlemen or whatever. But then you have like to your to to your point, you have like the whole bros before hoes mm. thing, right? And mm-hmm. then you have like say you defend a woman, like publicly. You caping all of a sudden. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, at first, you're like, 
one of the guys, then next thing you know, like you, you jump into the fence of the, the other gender and you caping. So it's interesting that you say that. Um, but for me, if I'm keeping it 100, um, and in my previous episode, I, I talked with my friend Derek about like kind of being like a late bloomer in a sense of coming into my own later in life. Mm-hmm. And so like, and I don't know what your like high school college experience was like, mm-hmm. but for me, um, it was interesting because like I grew up in, like my elementary school was private school for me. And then like there was public school from middle school and beyond. And in high school, it was interesting because like in college, because, you know, at, at some point it became about like body count and about mm-hmm. like, you know, like who you talking to or who you having sex That's with right. and like, and so like it was really, we in the grand scheme, like when you put it that way or when I put it that way like women are kind of viewed or girls in the high school and or college were kind of viewed as like kind of accomplishments achievements for, mm-hmm. for men it's like oh you you know like you bagged that whatever yeah. whatever like, yeah and so like for me I because of my own insecurities and because I didn't really know who I was I not so much in high school but in college when I started to like come into my own I wouldn't like outright like directly disrespect women but I would indirectly disrespect women in the sense of like like lying on them in order to build myself up Mm, okay and like I'm not proud of that now obviously and even when I dated in college again coming into my own like I didn't really I didn't view them as the same way I would view my mom A and B I wouldn't view them Mm. as kind of like humans and like capable of like you know beautiful creatures that are capable of accomplishing whatever they wanted to accomplish but it took me to the point where like I kind of had to discover within myself and sort of see my own deficiencies as a man to see women for who they are and like once I removed the insecurity within myself I was able to start to see like I'm not even, I'm not even saying like I'm there yet but I'm trying at least and I, I'm able to like start to see women for, for who they are okay you know what I mean um no no before you yeah I was writing this down because you said view, view them as they were and see them as your mom so that brings me to what we've been talking about and trying to answer the questions as to why do we treat black women the way we do and maybe that's what it is Mm -hmm. because when you walk in the door and you see your mom you're going to treat them with the utmost respect right so maybe that's another part of it maybe that's another answer we don't see these women as our mom we don't see them as they're supposed to be so it's like okay my mom is here but you're here right but really they're all black women (laughs) yeah (laughs) right but that's part of the answer i didn't i didn't think about that too so just you hearing you say that is giving me another perspective too. Yeah. You know, it's it's so many facets when it comes down to all of this in the history of how we view women, how we view black women. Clearly, there are certain parts of it, whether it be you don't view them as your mom, you don't view them as 
um, a human being, we just see them as, like you said, a body count. You know, it's just, oh, yeah, I got that, I got that. You know, it makes you cooler in the group with your boys or whatever. But at some point, you do become an adult. You know, I don't don't hold certain people accountable when you're young because you don't have the brain and tools to even understand that. But if you are in the age group that we are and we're in our 30s to where you're still surrounded by guys who still see black women the same way, then there's something wrong. And a lot of the times when you're on Twitter, you are seeing people that are in that age group saying the same reckless stuff. And I don't know if they truly believe this or they feel like if I say this, it's going to give me more retweets. I really don't have the answers for that. Because part of me want to believe it is about retweets. Mm -hmm. Or you want to be so controversial that I'm going to say this just so I can get the the limelight. Because you can't truly believe that. Because I guarantee if your mom approached you about it, you'd be like, I don't feel that way, mom. You know what I'm saying? It's no way. Because if you if you if you agree with that, then you disrespect your mom. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was just interesting that you said that because it kind of gave me a different perspective. I didn't even get that perspective until you said, it. <laughs> <laughs> which is like crazy. Yeah, here you said, I'm like, hmm, okay. Yeah. I mean, this is why I want to do this shit though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just out here, like giving perspectives and getting perspectives. No, it's That's important cool. because you know what I'm working on is just trying to see other people's views. Now I'm good with seeing other people's views, yeah. but there are certain things where I'm just like, no. Yeah. There's no way yeah, yeah, yeah. you can I can bend on this, but yeah. people do believe certain things. People are raised certain ways and I think I just come from the part or 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 in my mindset where it's just like what's right. Mm-hmm. That's just really what I come down to. What makes yeah. sense and what's right. Yeah. And I think if you can lead off of that, I think you will be better off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, because sure. some of the things that people say out of their mouths, I'm just like, you really believe that's right? You, you can't. It's no way. No like, way. Yeah. you know? Yeah. So that's where it comes from. Yeah, for sure. So that said, like, do you think there's a fix for this? What's going on? Like, how, how could we, how could we become educated? I think... You know, the education is there. You know, I think it's just about people. Representation matters, right? Mm -hmm. The more black women you see in positions of power, even though it shouldn't have to come down to this, but the more you see um, black figures, black women figures, you know, uh, whether it be running a company, a CEO, or whatever the case may be, I think that's important. Um... I was I don't know if I told you this before. I think I did. Where I was watching some comedian. I can't think of his name. And he was talking about how he was like, he was talking about how he loved black women. He was like, you know, what I hate about watching uh, movies or TV shows is that they'll have uh, the white women as being the strong character. You know, they're the superhero or they're the, 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 the smart lawyer who's, you know, taking down all the criminals and have the black woman on Section 8 you know, crying or being beaten. But in real life, a black man can go in the elevator with a white woman and the white woman's clutching their purse. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's black women in general, they'll cut somebody out and they, they ain't scared of nothing. Yeah. And so I think all of that matters. What we see on TV, what we see in representation is like, really, the black woman is strong. They're not scared of nothing. I think part of that can definitely change the, 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 the narrative, yeah. you know, the stereotype. We know how, what black women are capable of. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a part. It's it's basically showing that on a larger scale. I think that will help for sure. Yeah. I think about like 
I don't know if you remember, but like it was like earlier in the summer or something when like the whole No Name and J. Cole thing mm. came and like No Name had been like, for what I remember, she was reading and trying to educate herself on things and and J. Cole kind of like tried to like softly admonish her in the form of a rap song and um, that didn't go over well uh, for several reasons, but you know what I mean? Like I think... Part of it comes from like not listening enough, and maybe not reading enough. Okay, so okay, you got something? Because I mean, I, I, I want to. This is a good segue. Wow, I okay. didn't think you were bringing this up. <laughs> but because like, yeah, 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 I'm on the other side. But okay, go ahead and explain how what you feel about that situation. I was just gonna say that, and. If I'm being honest, like, I can be a little more J. Cole in the sense of, like, I was, like, he sort of acknowledged, like, he more so a thinker than, like, a reader. Okay. Whereas No Name was kind of, like, sort of reading. And I think that, like, to your point in terms of listening more, but also to No Name's point in terms of, like, reading more, like, just how earlier, like, three minutes ago, like, I said something and then that kind of gave you perspective. I feel like by reading more, if we so choose, is that something that we want to do as men to broaden our perspective, reading can give perspective. Like even like, take the movie Hidden Figures, for example, right? Mm, okay. Three black women in this area that we're in, bro, at Langley. I used to work at Langley, bro. Cool First shit. job out of college. Three yeah. black women. I didn't know about this shit until the movie came out. And so like to to read and to have these other perspectives, to to just know how like, the capacity, like the the fullness, the greatness that you know that encompass black women, it'll be a start. You know what I mean? Like I don't know what what I, I'm not responsible, or you know I can't like say what pers- what what people f- would get from from doing that. But I feel like it'll be a start. So the no name of J Cole, right? Um, When I when I initially got into the whole no name and J. Cole situation, I was immediately on the black woman's side, mm-hmm. right? I was, you know, trying to read up on what was going on. And personally, for me, I didn't agree with how J. Cole responded in terms of a song. I'm like, just have a conversation. But the more I started to read into that situation, the more I realized that, in my personal opinion, um, I didn't agree with no name. I didn't agree with her. She is about, you know, the, uh, the, the whole capitalist thing, right? She hates capitalists. Um, and bigger than that, I don't want to just put her in the box when it comes to capitalists. I don't know all, every single thing about No Name and where she's come from and where her, her mission is about. But I know she's truly against capitalists, but she is capitalist herself. And that's, and that's what I, I truly don't understand, you know. Um, she's really has issues with... Um, um, Profiting and in, in a sense of, um, she's really heavily against the Carters. That's what it seems to be, right? Um, <laughs> you know, she's really from what I see. From what I see, and mm-hmm. if I'm pinpointing that, then that's the issue. Yeah, yeah, you you get what I'm saying. And no matter what you say, just because you may not be making millions doesn't change the fact that you are still making money off being having a book club. You are a capitalist. No matter how much money you make, you are a capitalist. You know, and I think. That's my issue with No Name. She picks and chooses 
who she wants to uh, have an issue with. Mm-hmm. If you're going to have an issue with one person who's capitalist, then have an issue with every single person who's a capitalist. Yeah, yeah. You know, and um, she made this big fuss about what... Um, I, I don't know what she does behind the scenes. I don't know if who she donates to, so I can't pinpoint that. But what she was trying to, to me, break down was that if you're not speaking up, then you're not with us. I don't necessarily agree with that. Everybody doesn't have to be at the forefront the way you are mm-hmm. to make a stand, you know? Yeah. Because sometimes you having a con- you being at the forefront is not doing anything at all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Um so I wanted to be behind no name like, you know, rocking with her and championing her cuz I believe she is for the greater good. Mm-hmm. I believe she she is about trying to help all of us, but I just don't understand her. Yeah. When it really comes down to it, it's too two sided for me when it comes down to to no name. I, I, I don't get it. I think and I see what you mean. I think the overall and I try to like whenever something like that happens, I try to and I choose to like sort of engage it and try to figure it out. I try to remove like emotions from it and try to think of like you know, what each person really wanted and like I think that yeah No Name was really going hard with that and I think J. Cole was just kind of like people assume that I'm smart but I'm not really not that mm-hmm. smart can you educate me black queen <laughs> and like to your point I wish they would have resolved it via DM yeah I didn't, I didn't care for that whole con- because the back stuff. No. right because mm-hmm. like the, the me- both of their messages where in which there were valid points they get lost because mm-hmm. now it's like the black man versus black woman right and, and it's very polarizing yeah. you know what I mean but one thing that I guess in the context of what we're talking that I appreciate about No Name is that she was not previously educated on these mm. issues and Regardless of her perspective, like she made the attempt to become educated on something that she realized that she gave a fuck about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. So like I said, I believe that No Name is all about doing right and doing well. Yeah. I just don't like that she picks and chooses certain black, I guess in a sense, capitalists or yeah, whatever yeah. who she she wants to. It doesn't to me. It doesn't. It doesn't solve anything. Yeah. It doesn't help your message, in my my personal opinion. Yeah. Um. Because do, at the end of the day, do I believe that she cares about who's eating at night and who got money in their bank account? Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. I one hundred percent believe she is all for helping people to be good and and, and especially black people. When I say people, some black people in yeah, general. Yeah, yeah. Um. I agree with all of that. I did not like how that went about. I feel like it was nothing but just a Twitter conversation, and it truly went over people's heads. When it came out of the whole J. Cole no name, and I think certain things like that. People just want to have conversations and just see something trendy. They don't give two shits about what people are truly going through. Yeah. I don't think J. Cole should have did, did that. I think they should have had a conversation through DMs, phone messages, whatever you want to call it, and left it at that because it went from what the purpose was supposed to be to just, like you said, polarized. Yeah. It, it whole message was just missed over. Yeah. It sucks because, like, both sides, black man and black woman, could have gotten good points out of it if the guards, if the defenses weren't up the way they were. You know what I mean? But, it, you know, and I forget both sides of it, but I, I know, like, I know at least No Name regretted the way she came back. I believe so, Cole. too. And yeah. to what extent Cole, you know, regretted it, I don't he know. I imagine he did. Yeah, it wasn't necessary. Um, 
And, you know, it's unfortunate those those things become public so easily, especially in the age of social media. But, I mean, I think one way we could fix it is really to, like, have those... If you have a platform, yeah. right, and you have, like, maybe not... Like, if you have a platform, unfortunately, it's easy to be scrutinized. And, like, for me, like, I'll have a thought, and I really got to process it before it comes out in a way where it may be palatable for people and may be beneficial to people. But... I don't really, I mean, I have this platform here, but I don't know how many people really fucking with it yet. This second episode. But for them, they have millions of people. You know what I mean? And so, like, they don't have the same luxury as I do to really talk these things out. Whereas, like, if me and you had a disagreement and we had these big, big platforms, it would be beneficial more so for us to, like, discuss it privately and then maybe come on to something like this yeah, and be like, yeah. okay, this is what we... This is how we. This is our plan. Like this, is what we talked about this. Is what we learned, and they didn't have that. And I wish they would have done that so that it could have been more beneficial. But I think that like to have those conversations at least. And I don't know if they had any convos offline, but even the convo that we have, and maybe having convos with the people that, with the women that we know, could help us to have that perspective that we don't even have like understanding of, or you know, the unknown unknowns, if you will. You know what no, I mean? No, I, I get that. Yeah. You know, I think. Really, what it comes down to is conversation. Yeah, for sure. You for know, sure. Um, I, like I said, I, 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 and I believe, you know, J. Cole, I personally don't believe both of them are coming from a bad place. Exactly. You know, um, from what I've seen and, 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 and known of J. Cole is to be the most humblest person, you know, away from the line. Like, literally, is what? North Carolina, South Carolina, somewhere. Yeah. I mean, before he was even famous, when he would come to Virginia, just a normal person you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. and i see the same thing in no name you yeah. know i don't think they are coming from a place of like you know they want to do right yeah um but i don't know if attacking each other is going to work because both of their messages are probably valid but it's getting lost to, to the normal person they want, people love conflict and it's right. just so sad with the world we live in people love conflict yeah. and no matter how much they literally they literally be saying kumaya and somebody would be like Oh, they're throwing shots. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't want to see positivity. And so I don't think that the whole rapping back and forth was productive. It went over people's heads because people just see it as two, a black woman and a black man attacking each other. Mm-hmm. You know? And so I hopefully believe, I hope they resolved that, which I believe they did. You know, I feel like no name. I feel like she comes from a great place. I just feel like sometimes for me, her messaging runs flat when she picks and chooses who she wants to attack, what black person she wants to attack, rather. For sure. Um, you know, um, yeah. but at the end of the day, you know, she gonna do what she 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 do. You know, I live and let live, and if if that's she how she feels her her purpose is meant, then do what she feels like she needs to do. But this whole capitalist thing, I'm like, you're capitalist too, yeah. in, in yeah, some degree, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, back to, I guess, what we were talking about is just when it comes down to the black women, what I really hope for is that black men, um, I guess, see themselves in black women in a sense, you know? Yeah. When I think about the Trayvon Martins and the George, George Floyds and all these black men who've, who've gotten killed, it's black women who's leading the marches, yeah. who's leading the protests. Not white women. Yeah. <laughs> it's not white women. Yeah. Yeah. Not a white man, you know? And so what I hope for is that we just appreciate 
us a little bit more. Yeah. Because I wouldn't want my daughter to get shot and and she gets attacked by black women on, on social media because she chose to do the right thing and, and, and tell on the person that, you know, that shot her. Yeah. So that's what I hope for. Yeah. Insane. You know, like all we can really do is... We're going to do what we can do at the macro level, but, you know, within ourselves, I think, yeah, it just comes to empathy and being willing to listen. And, you know, I try to kind of see things from a utilitarian point of view of, like, what can what can best advance us as black people? Mm-hmm. And what can best advance us is, like, black men self-actualizing but also black women self-actualizing and what we don't like to see sometimes is sometimes it involves us like minding our own business <laughs> and letting them self-actualizing and like you know what I mean do what they do and not really trying to hold the other back and just listening and 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 that type of thing um, but you know what I mean there's so many other things we could talk about on this subject um, but did you have anything else that you want to talk about with this or I any think, other thoughts? I think, you know, that's what I said. That's what I hope for. Yeah. And and that's that's what I'll stick with. That we just can just see each other in each other's eyes and come together. And um, understand that we came on slaves, slave ships together. You yes. know, like, that you is. know, that's just really what it comes down to. That we are all one. For sure. Black men and black women. For sure. Well, that's all I got. Uh, we can... Just about call. Did you have anything that you wanted to like, kind of like promote or anything, or did you want anything you want to put out there, or are you cool? I'm good. You know, I just hope you know. I hope because I know it will be successful. This is a great platform, and I'm just rooting for you. I'm, I'm glad you did this because you have a voice. You have a lot to say. I appreciate so. that, man. And and I kind of got you to thank for that too, because like you kind of, you know, when when we talk. I kind of like you such a great conversation too and I kind of like pick up on how you ask questions and like you know like I just try to like when people there's people I look up to you know I try to pick through what from from that person what can I take and sort of like emulate to an extent and so like you sort of helping me or giving me kind of like the privilege to like kind of be on platforms with you and just kind of just even our time just kind of kicking it offline that kind of like gave me the confidence to even do shit like this so I appreciate you too man hey anything I can do I'm, you already had any you know hey, <laughs> that's love um, but yeah as for me I mean in terms of promotion I guess I mean follow the IG and Twitter uh, at the water podcast um, I ain't gonna lie to you. If you're not following my personal Twitter already, go ahead and not do that. Cause some of y'all is the police, dog. I'm not even gonna lie. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, I, I say that with love, though. Um, but no, that's all I got. Um, again, I appreciate you, man. Of course. Thank you. The, the, Anytime. The Jameson did what he had to do. It surely and, did. Uh, I think it. I think it was a good talk, man. I feel. I feel good about it. Until next time. Until next time. But uh, yeah, that's all I got, everybody. Be safe out there. Much love. All right. All right, we call it. That was dope. That was good. I got to pee so bad.